Amen? Woo! God is faithful. God is faithful. So we're talking about the kingdom. We've been talking about the kingdom. And we're talking about it again today. And um, my definition of the kingdom, I want to put that, that'll be up on the screen. You can read it with me. I've shared this with you for the last few weeks. The kingdom of God is the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. God's way of thinking and doing. That's the definition of the kingdom of God. The kingdom, God's kingdom, is His way of thinking and doing. I've added that because those words are in a number of translations concerning the kingdom, but it's in translations, different translations of the Bible that talk about the kingdom of God, God's way of doing and thinking. But it's, it's His realm, it's, it's the realm in which God is in dominion and His will is fulfilled. That's God's kingdom. So, I want to live and operate in the realm where He is in dominion, and the Bible says He's given me the dominion that He has, so I have His dominion to operate in His authority and dominion in the realm that is His kingdom. And somebody say, well, you, know, you mean like, like moving to Israel to live in that kingdom? No, no, no. It's not a natural kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. And it's the way that He thinks and the way He does. That's what we have to line up with. Now, think about that for yourself. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks. But I want to reiterate to you the importance of you in your everyday life thinking like God and doing and operating as God does. Thinking like God and then doing as He does in your everyday life. Everything you say, everything you do, the way you act and react to certain situations... God wants His kingdom alive because in His kingdom, everything gets fulfilled. You know what that means, or at least what it means to me is? That my life and my actions can hinder the fulfillment of God's promises in my life. I'll say it again. My attitude... The way I perceive life, if I, if I begin to realize through the teaching of the Word, through the Word of God, if I begin to realize what pride is, and I keep pride, pride will ruin your manifestations. Pride will spoil your manifestations in life. Spoil them. Because to mix Pride with the presence and the glory of God is like mixing oil and water. They don't mix. You can stir them forever and ever thinking, sooner or later it'll do it. 
Sooner or later, I'll put, I'll put some, I'll, I'll get some kind of mixer and we'll just keep that thing going for hours and hours. And when you turn the thing off, it'll just separate every single time. My attitude that doesn't change, certain perspectives that I have in life that don't change, what Sandra was mentioning earlier about mindsets in the financial realm, they won't change. There'll be no manifestation of the things of God because they can't manifest if we don't become doers of His will and operate in that dominion that is His, in His kingdom. When my mind changes and I begin to think like He does, I begin to operate as He does, then I'm operating in this life, in the, in the kingdom of the United States of America, in the natural, but I'm living and operating in the kingdom of God in the Spirit. And when I begin to operate in the kingdom of God and His principles, that begins to change the natural things around me. All hell can be breaking loose for everybody else, but God's kingdom, when it's manifested, God's kingdom's manifestations all talk about manifestations in the natural realm. So when I tap into His kingdom in the spirit realm, it catches up with the natural things, and natural things begin to change. But they won't change if I don't change my kingdom perspective. Kingdoms of the world are the kingdom of God. When I change my perspective, it changes my natural conditions. <clears throat> I wrote this. I wrote this down. Just this morning, I wrote this down. <clears throat> when you put the kingdom first, you begin to find new revelation and understanding that you've not known in the past. Now listen to this. I see today through the word I speak every day. God's word or every other words? I see today through the words that I speak every day. If I have a daily routine of God's word, and that's challenging me and empowering me to think kingdom and to think in line with the kingdom of God, then what it does is it shuts my mouth every time I want to say things that don't line up with His kingdom. If I don't put the kingdom first and start thinking about His kingdom and His way of doing and operating, then what will happen is I let anything come out of my mouth. And you know what you see? You see through the words you speak every day. No question. No question. I was going to say something else about that, but I'm going to read some scripture first. 
one of our foundational passages, Luke 12 and verse 29. Do not seek what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor have an anxious mind. When you're seeking natural things, it creates anxiety. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you have need of these things, but seek the kingdom. In Matthew it says, seek first the kingdom. Everybody say first. We're just going to add that because Matthew said that, and we'll just think that Luke forgot. Amen? But he said, seek first the kingdom of God, and he said, all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know why? Because He's already given us the kingdom. He's already given us the kingdom. It's at our disposal. The kingdom is there for us now. God's way of thinking and doing and operating are ours for the taking. It's His good pleasure to give it to us because He's already given it to us. We've got to receive it. I said this last week. I made the point that God knows what we need and nothing ever surprises Him, ever. And that I made this point that the mystery of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God is revealed by code. And I want to make another point about that. Anybody ever gotten some type of a message written in code that you had to decipher? Anybody lift your hand if you ever had something like that? You had to decipher that. Well, the reason it was written in code is so that it couldn't just be understood just with the natural mind, just normally, the way everybody thinks. So it was, it, 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 it was sent as a code to be deciphered with a key. It was sent as a code to be deciphered with a key. And the key that reveals the message in God's kingdom comes from revelation of God's Word that comes to you day to day. You know it. We talk about it all the time. You create a daily routine so that your mind thinks about the Word of God so that the Holy Spirit in the moment can reveal things to you that your natural mind would have never gotten. That's where things get unlocked. Keys. Secrets. Revealed. The mystery of the kingdom is in code. that's why we have to hear and hear and continue to hear so that Word can be revealed. Hearing is not the end all. Hearing is the part that has to happen to create an awareness of something that is different than what you've heard before. That's why every time you hear the Word preached, if your natural mind tries to talk you out of it, stop that. Doesn't mean that what you heard is 100% true, but stop it and you go and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you whether it's truth or not. 
Every time that I've ever heard the Word preached, when I've finished hearing the Word, whether I liked everything I heard or not, I always say, Father, I thank you for that Word. Reveal to me anything and everything I need to know. I always say that. I've said it for years and years. I want to know what I just heard. And just because my natural mind doesn't understand or doesn't totally 100% agree doesn't mean it's wrong. Holy Spirit will reveal. That's how the kingdom of God is in code. The mystery hidden from the ages, which is what? <laughs> Christ revealed in you. That's the mystery from, hidden from the ages. Christ, His kingdom, revealed on the inside of you so that the truth inside of you will change the world and the nations. That's what we've been called. That's what, that's what we're here to do and to accomplish. So to live your life <clears throat> to advance His kingdom causes Him to be involved in everything that you're doing to not allow Him, not to seek the kingdom, causes Him to be taken out of the equation of your life. I want God a part of every single thing I do. I don't want Him removed from the equation. You remove Him and then I'm on my own. And only you can remove him. If you're born again and he lives on the inside of you, thank God for that. But until you come to the knowledge of the truth, there's many things that can't happen in your life just because you're born again. Healing that he paid for for your body will not just automatically happen if you don't play your part in receiving what he did for you. And that has to be revealed to you. It has to be revealed to you how you learn to receive the healing and the health that is yours. It's not just, okay, I, I receive it. No, you have to believe what you receive. And to believe what you receive begins with beginning to declare what God says in His Word. By His stripes, I was healed. You've got to get that down on the inside of you. He sent His Word and healed you. Who is the Word? Jesus is the living Word. He sent His Word. His Word was beaten and bruised and battered, tortured to the place of being unrecognizable for you and I to be freed from all sickness and all disease. That's what the Word says. But it's got to become a part of me. It has to become who I am, <clears throat> and that's revealed, you don't think it is. And the natural mind says, well, you either believe it or you don't. It's not that easy. It's not that simple. It's revealed in code. And the code is revealed by the Holy Spirit when the Word becomes a part of you. When the Word becomes a part of me, then I don't tolerate or receive anything that goes against that. If I have symptoms in my physical body, no, I don't receive them. I don't care what is going on. I'll find out things that God wants me to do. I may need to change things in my body and things that I'm doing. But if there's symptoms in my body and He paid for that, those symptoms have no right to remain in my body. But you don't just all of a sudden believe that. It's got to be developed in you. What is God's kingdom? His way of thinking, doing, and operating in the earth. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> First Corinthians 4.20 for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The New Living Translation of that verse says, 
for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, but it is living by God's power. There's two words in Scripture, especially in the New Testament. There are two words, and a lot of times people think that they're interchangeable, these two words. One is power and one's authority. And, um, and in certain places, that word is the same exact word. It'll, the, 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 one, the translators of the Bible, they used authority, and it means dunamis power. But then there's another word, authority, that is, is not just the power to accomplish it, but the right to have the power. And you have to understand those two words. Because in, in God's kingdom, and I'm going to show you in, in a few verses here in just a minute, God's kingdom is about having the authority and the power to carry it out. Because the definition that I gave you in God's kingdom, it's, it's the realm in which God is in dominion. He's in authority, in other words. And everything is fulfilled because He has the power to bring it to pass. In other words, everything God says... It's true. It's true. Whether you believe it or not, it's already true. Some people have a hard time with that. But if God, if it says it in His Word, then that's the way it is, no matter whether you believe it or not. For that to work for you, you have to believe it. So in God's kingdom, He has the authority in that kingdom. He's in dominion in His kingdom. Nobody has authority and can even say anything about that dominion and authority. But He also has the power to fulfill and walk out everything He said He can do. Abraham became convinced that God was able to do what He said He would do. He became convinced of that, and as a result of it, miraculous things happened in the last 25 years of his life, or the last 20 years of his life, from 100 to 120. Things were manifested in his life and through his life when he came to the place of believing. It took him many years to come to that place, but he stayed with it. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. Because he didn't see something manifest at the right time, he didn't give up. He got frustrated, but he didn't give up. Anybody ever been frustrated? Uh, yeah. Join the club. Just don't quit. You'll get it if you stay with the Word and allow the Holy Spirit to un un unlock the codes in God's Word that brings the liberty and the freedom. Can you say Amen. Romans 14 and 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and it's peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I love the passion translation of this verse right here in verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, watch this, but it is the realm. The kingdom of God is the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness and peace and joy. The kingdom of God 
is the realm where what? The Holy Spirit unlocks the keys of what's right about every situation in life. It's that realm. Man, I, I don't want any other realm. I'm not living anywhere else. I'm not, I'm not living in the world's way of thinking of, of competition in a wrong way, of jealousy and strife and division and selfishness and self-pity and, 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 and envy and anger and fear and frustration and, and, and the stress levels that are out there. I'm not living in that realm. I'm living in this realm. Righteousness and peace and joy. That is the kingdom realm. Can you say amen to that? That is the kingdom realm. So, I can just say it like this. I'm not wasting my life and my time. Why? Because I'm kingdom-minded. I am kingdom-minded. Say it. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am kingdom-minded. Come on, say it. I'm kingdom-minded, not wasting my time and my life with frivolous things. I'm staying connected to the kingdom. So, I want to end today with Matthew 16. And I'm going to read it, I'm going to read from verse 13 to 19, I'm going to read out of the New King James, and then... The last three verses I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. And I've got two things to say to you about power and authority that I believe will unlock something for you today if you'll receive it. Can you say amen to that? Say it it ahead of time. I receive the revelation from the Word. Amen. So, in verse 13... When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Man, up to that point, the most important question that Jesus had asked his disciples that we have record of. The most important question. One thing I like about The Chosen to this point, after season two of The Chosen, one thing I like about the relationships is that who he is has been kind of hidden until season three. Who he really is has kind of been hidden. It it hadn't been time for that. And that's what I see right here. Hadn't been time for this question, but now it is. And the answer was an answer that was unlocked by a decipher key. Because you don't get this answer from the natural. God's showing you and telling you today, you're not getting any answers that you need about anything you're doing in life from anything other than the Holy Spirit revealing it to you and unlocking what you need in life. 
You'll get nothing, nothing except from the Holy Spirit. We have to be people that believe in praying in the Holy Spirit in other tongues. We will never get from God the depth of what we need to live in this life like we are Jesus on the earth. Old Testament, it was about the house of God. New Testament is about the church of God, which is His body. Say, that's me. That's us. That's me. See, if it's not me first, I can't be a part of us. Because then I'm just dangling. Trying to fit in. But if that's me, I'm the body of Jesus Christ meaning I'm a part of that body, but my part is going to be hooked in and I'm going to hook to the next part and we're going to be functioning. If I'm a hip and Randy's a ball joint, man, we're going to hook together and we're going to work the way the hip's supposed to work. It's connected to the rest of the leg and here and all the way up. We're going to work. And and so if if I'm not working right, then I'm just kind of, well, I kind of believe and I kind of don't. And then so now the body's walking around like this and jerking and all this kind of stuff because we're not connected. See, that's why it takes so long. And it don't matter how long it takes. Where, Where are we going? It doesn't matter how long it takes. How long are you going to live here? I'm just, I choose to live here a long time. The Bible told me I could. It said, live till you're done. I'm living here a long time. But when you measure a long time here with a long time of eternity, this is but a pit stop. And what, what, what all this is about here is being prepared for over there. Oh, you've got to hear me on that. Everything we're doing here is to prepare us for the greatness that's on the other side. I don't want to step into the other side when I'm through here. Oh, you mean we got to live by faith? Oh, my gosh, you mean we got to this? Oh, you mean, you mean I could have had an $1,800 pair of jeans? I mean... I mean, I mean, God, can we afford these doors? You may not think so, but this is all preparation here to be able to connect with Him over there. And yet, what we're doing is we're connecting with Him here like we're over there. When we defy all natural stuff and we do it His way, His kingdom way, His way of thinking and operating, not mine. Most important question to this point. And and you know, we all know Peter. Hmm? Man, Peter made some stupid mistakes. Did some goofy things. 
But this wasn't one of them. This wasn't one of them. He had the decipher key. He had been listening and listening and listening and listening and listening and listening and listening. And they, Jesus asked him, said, who do men say that I am? And some say you're John the Baptist, others Elijah, one of the prophets, whatever. But, but who do you say I am? Gosh. What did he say? What did Peter say? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, actually, you know what, uh, switch me over to the Passion Translation for verse 17. Would you do that? Are we there? There we are. So Peter says this, and then Jesus says this. You're favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah. What was Peter's name? Simon. Peter's name wasn't Peter. Peter's name was Simon. For you didn't discover this on your own. Remember, when you don't seek the kingdom first, the way we've talked about you seek the kingdom, then you remove God from the equation. Now you're on your own. What did he say? You didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, which means what? Stone. And now, I like it here better than in the New King James because it says I give you the name Peter a stone period period now he goes back talking about what he just said he said in verse 17 your favored and privileged Simon not Peter son of Jonah for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, you're a stone. But this isn't the stone he's talking about in the next part of the sentence. He said, and this rock, who's the rock? This rock, who's the rock? Jesus. He's the rock. I'm going to say it again. He's the rock. Not Peter. He's the rock. But yet he sees a rock in Peter. And what rock does he see? He's a small rock that is a chip off the big block. Because of supernatural revelation. Then he says... And this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly. Sound like a kingdom? Mm-hmm. His church, his kingdom. 
and the power of death, the power of death, and the New King James says the gates of hell, and this says the power of death will not be able to overpower it. The gates of hell, the power of death, will not be able to overpower the kingdom of God, the church of God in the earth when what is established on me is that rock of the revelation of who Jesus is and what He's done for me. Christ in me, revealed in me, the hope of the nations, the hope of the planet earth is Christ revealed inside of us. And that's what he's saying right here. Now watch the end of this. And then I'm going to give you the definition of power and authority that's come right out of these two, three verses of Scripture. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. On this rock, Jesus, I will build the church and I will give the church the decipher keys to unlock the wisdom and the understanding that actually totally shuts down and paralyzes the gates of hell. Now, there's something interesting about this, and and, and I'm going to end with this today, and and I'm going to define authority and power. Why did the New King James and the King James both use gates? Why did they use the word gates, gates of hell? Gates represent authority. Where there's, all throughout the Bible, the the, the people of authority assembled at the gates of the city. And for 4,000 years, Satan had control of the gates. For 4,000 years, he had control of the gates. Jesus came and whooped his hind in, removed all authority, dominion, power, everything else. It was removed from him because, listen, listen, God, the authority, when he created planet earth, he gave authority to you and me. For 4,000 years... The gates of hell had authority where the earth was concerned. Jesus stripped them of that authority and he gave it to us, but he never 
took it back. Listen to me. The authority that was given to mankind was never taken back. Man gave it up. That's why Jesus had to become the Son of Man and give back to Himself, which we're connected to, so that we now could be in charge of the gates. Listen to me. Gates have to do with the authority that we have. We've seized the gates. We have the gates. Man, do you like that picture of our sign with that big gate on the top of it? We've got the gates. We've got the authority. It's ours. The power to see it come through is connected to the keys. The gates are the authority. The keys are the power. Because the keys are the decipher codes that come to us only through revelation of Jesus, the living word. He's the rock. I said, he's the rock. And the rock revealed will keep the gates of hell from prevailing against you. Stop and think about that for a minute. The gates of hell don't have the gates. They th- they're trying to get you and I to think they have the gates and they, they're, they're in authority in the gates. No, 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 no. I can see today, after all these years, <laughs> that's why we have this piece of property. It's a picture. It's a sign. I mean, it's not, we don't have more authority than someone else except the fact we get to look at it every day and think about the authority that we have. We are at the gates of the city. Amen? Amen? We have authority. What goes on in this city is what we say goes on in the city. I'm not talking about in a manipulating, controlling way. I'm talking about no devil stuff going on in this city. That's why people get found out here all the time. We don't put up with it. You're dealing in the gates of hell and the devil's kingdom. You're not ruling in Kerrville and Kerr County and also all the surrounding counties. Because we've been given the authority. And the keys that unlock every truth that we need to operate and live in the kingdom that produces manifestations in every single way, those keys are revealed to us every day. And he said, he said, I give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid. I give you the authority. I give you the power to carry it out. Now do it. We have to choose to allow God's way of thinking and doing to be a part of our life, ruling in our life like never before. When you choose that, When you choose, you make the choice to do that. And you settle for nothing else, no matter how difficult it can be at times, no matter how much you struggle or whatever, no matter how much you struggle to get rid of something in your own life, 
I, I can't tell you how much pride in my life in the last 44 years was revealed at times when I didn't think I had any pride. That sounds pretty prideful in itself. But today, I'm, I'm pride-free because any pride that's hanging around, I'm asking God daily, Father, thank you for revealing to me anything in myself that is not of you. Show me every day what I need to know about making the changes and the alterations. It's, it's not a big thing because God doesn't give you a list of 45 things. It's just like one thing at a time. You've got the rest of your life to deal with all this stuff. But I want to live kingdom now. <laughs> I want to live in God's kingdom now. Amen? Thank God for over there. But I'm telling you right now, I know this. As I read throughout the whole Bible, what we do here is preparing us for an amazing life on the other side. Because if you don't live by faith, if you choose not to walk by faith and trust God and learn His kingdom principles here, when you get there, you can be born again and not do those things. When you get there, you got to learn them there. I don't want to start off in heaven in 101, right? Man, I want to I shift gears and keep moving forward into eternity and the things of eternity. You'll do it that way too, but why would we want to do that and not experience all that God has for us now? Heaven now. Living in the realms of heaven now in this life. It's where God wants us.